Hello there, you listeners of Crew Out There. You are listening to the Krypton Cast on the podcast from Earth 2, where we discuss all things Krypton and all things Superman. I am your host, Brian from Earth 16, and in this episode, we're going to be reviewing A Better Yesterday. You don't want to miss this. Welcome to the Krypton Cast and the podcast number two. I hope all of you have had a great week. I know I did. I mean, been really busy, but you know what? I'm starting to get through it. I mean, I'm starting to figure out my flow. So things are going pretty well. So how about um, Krypton a better yesterday, huh? I think that was a really cool episode. I mean, it was a really crazy episode. I mean, it got the feel, so Because we lost someone in that episode, and it was none other than Light Zod, who actually was killed by Jack Sir at the end. By a slitting of the throat. I mean, really crazy and sad way to die. You know, I mean, it's just a sad death that we we saw. And I feel for Seg. You know, the fact that he saw the love of his life just died before his eyes. And I feel like with that whole... I mean, that was just a symbol of the fact that it wasn't going to last between, between the two. I mean, a Seg... You know, I mean, not a Seg. Scratch that. An L and the Zod... Now, it's funny that I mentioned that, because now that I think about it, the L's and the Zod's shaped Krypton. I mean, as it was mentioned in the last couple of seasons, or last epi- seasons, episodes, last couple episodes, that we learned that the Segs, or that the L's and the Seg, I mean, I'm so sorry, that we learned that the L's and the Zod's, there we go, the L's and the Zod's actually played a huge role in Kryptonian history. And they're playing a much bigger role right now in this Kryptonian civil war, which I feel like should be called I mean, I like to call it the Kryptonian civil war though, but it could also be called the L and Zod war too, because it's a sort of like the Union and the Confederacy in the US Civil War, because if you really think about it, the rebels are under the banner of the House of L. Whereas the um the Kandorians and most of Krypton are under the banner of Zod. So, I mean, it's just, you know, you're starting to, you're starting to see these true colors come out, I feel. And, you know, again, I think this episode should be called the true, true colors and feels rather than the better yesterday. Cause I mean, you're starting to see, you're starting to see, this war is starting to bring out the true colors of people. And I feel like war in general does that. I mean, war does that to a lot of people. 
And I remember when my grandmother used to, you know, my grandma would tell me stories about World War II and my, I mean, my granddad fighting in the war and that he actually fought in one of the famous, you know, most brutal, crazy battles of the Second World War called the Battle of the Bulge. My granddad actually fought in the U.S. Army. You know, my mother's father and, you know, my grandma's husband fought in the U.S. Army. And, you know, he was just a kid growing up who, you know, growing up in Maine who liked, loved sports, you know, loved, I mean, he really loved hockey too. And he actually enlisted into the, um, he was actually drafted into the war and fought in this crazy battle. And there was this one story I remember that was told to me where when he was fighting in the war, and, and it, particularly in this battle, I mean, before before the war, my granddad just didn't like onions. I mean, he despised onions, you know, didn't like the taste of them. But then during the battle, he found some, he found an onions in some random dude's cellar and he just started eating at them because at that point, in the Battle of the Bulge, you have to understand, there was like, in like any other battle, there's probably going to be, you know, shortage of food almost. Well, not in all battles, so, but in this battle in particular, because, you know, I mean, the Germans were actually kind of like trying to surround the allies, the you know, the U.S. Army and the British. And, you know, so my granddad found these onions and he decided that, you know what, maybe I ought to eat these, you know, because if I don't eat them, I'm not going to survive. Then when he saw his buddies getting killed, I mean, he just, something completely, something in him just snapped. And he didn't, at this point, he didn't care that he was shot at. And I mentioned this because, you know, in the war that's going on, that's been going on in this, in season two of Krypton, you can imagine the fact that it's changing a lot of our characters. I mean, it's it's doing it's doing things to Zod and Jaxer, people who are not necessarily on the on the battle lines or anything like that, though. But people who at the same time who are initiating the war, who are you know pointing the directions or who are running their you know troops, and you know the things that happen in this war, it causes them to change their psyche. It's like with my granddad when you know he when he saw his but when he saw his buddies get killed at he was at the point where he didn't care he got he he just didn't care if he got shot at he just went full force and he actually lived to tell about it thank goodness you know otherwise I mean me and my siblings and everyone else you know I mean we wouldn't be around you know I mean my mom you know I mean we wouldn't be you know I mean like, we wouldn't be around so I mean it was really it was really you know interesting it's just really cool and interesting hearing that story about how my granddad fun the war and all that and how he grew up just a kid you know enjoying sports only to be you know i mean then he gets drafted and then like you know he ends up fighting through the war but then basically after the war my granddad just started eating onions you know he would have them in his burgers and all that good stuff you know so but that's one way that war can change people and it's definitely this war that we're seeing in krypton has changed um jack's ur and it's changed zod and I say that with Jax Ur because I mean she's become more brutal. She's become more sadistic in a sense. Where, you know, in this one scene where they're doing a negotiating between the Sagittari and the rebels, she kills the Sagittari with her um her ocular device, her her eye device. And it turned out that how she got that eye problem was from Lyta herself. So you can kind of you can you can kind of understand why she became more jaded as she did because Lyta actually did something to her eye, but 
what she does to Lita at the end is just beyond like wow, and it kind of makes you wonder, you know, if Jaxer and Zod are are one and the same. I mean, and I think Val L shares that sentiment with us, the audience, because for me, I I, I could sense the fact that Jaxer was gonna flip or turn heel. Okay, like in the last the last episode or two, like I I could kind of sense that you know what, this chick has an agenda. She's not you know. She's really not who, you know, she's not really a, she's not really a, 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 a rainbow and unicorn, you know what I mean? Like, she's not really, a, you know, she's no, no. I mean, she's not really a softie. She's just, she's crazy, you know what I mean? She's, she's, she's probably one who would be very likely to flip. And it kind of might see of Hunger Games, too, when that one politician who was seemingly on the side of the rebels turn out to actually be sort of someone who was willing to kill people to bring out her own agenda and Katniss, you know, was just horrified. I mean, I think Seg's going to go through the same exact thing too, where he's just shocked, you know, especially when he sees his girlfriend, the love of his life just die, you know? And in the comics, actually, it's, it's interesting. Jax Ur is actually an adversary of Superman. So you know what? That's a foretelling of the of the role she's going to probably play in the future. She could she she could become just as much as an adversary of Superman. You know, like the same the same league as Zod, because again, they're basically the same person almost, just on different sides. So yeah, I mean, I'm actually reading an article on Jaxa right now, and actually. The version in the in the comics is a male, you know. But yeah, so I I knew a heel turn was going to come with Jaxer. Now, which brings to you know, now that I mentioned um, Lyta, you kind of can't help but wonder. Okay, if Zod is indeed Lyta and Seg's son, how is Zod still living? My theory is this: I think Lyta, the or at least the Lyta that births Zod or Drew, as you as you know, his, as he's called, is a clone. You know why I say that? Because in the last, if you learned in the last season, Nissa Vex isn't, you know, she's she's a clone, okay? Even though she's she's able to remember the events that happened before the skimmer, you know, around the time she got into a skimmer accident with her mother. I mean, her consciousness survived, but... She was broken, so her consci- her consciousness was transferred from her broken body to her clone body, the body she currently has right now, and she's able to live. I think somehow Zod's going to tamper up some Kryptonian technology and do the same for Lyta, because, you know, Jax Ur actually did work on technology that could basically make a Kryptonian immortal. So I think Zod Zod knows a thing or two about Kryptonian technology that can do that, and he's going to use the Genesis Chamber in order to have that done. So the light to Zod, um, that's Jack, that's Zod's mother, is going to be a clone. I mean, she very well could have the memories of what happened during the war on Ragthor, though. But then when she finds out that she's a clone, she probably might react a different way than Nissa Vex did, because I think with Nissa Vex. She was angry, yes. She was angry at what you know at Darren for for doing that to her. 
But I think she's come to grips with the fact of what happened because especially after Darren Vex died, I mean, I think she's become a little more, she's become a little more understanding. Whereas with Light Zod, I don't know if it's going to be the same thing. It might be a little different. And she might actually turn out to be the mother that Zod grew up with and just become this hardened, jaded, bitter person that's a clone. She's probably going to blame her mother too. And she's just going to point the finger at her saying that you did this to me. Even though Jaina Zod's trying her very best to redeem herself. And, you know, Jaina's reaction, obviously, of seeing her mother, I mean, seeing her daughter get killed is just she was horrified. Like, oh, oh no. And all she wanted to do was just try to save her. But she feels she's probably going to feel like she failed because, I mean, seeing her, her daughter die on live TV is just, whoa. And. You know, so I feel like Jax Ur is going to also be an antagonist too, along with Zod. So, you know, there's a new war to fight, basically, I wouldn't want to say. And I feel like this war, too, that's being witnessed by everybody is sort of like a precursor to how Krypton's going to die. It's sort of like a, a foreshadowing of how Krypton will d be destroyed eventually and who causes the destruction of Krypton. And I feel like Zod somehow is partly to blame for that because. Zod claimed that he wanted to go back and to save Krypton. But however, he may he may as well cause its further destruction by terraforming it and you know what I mean? Because you have to understand with I feel like with the stuff that is done to the planet sometimes, not to sound like an environmentalist or anything like that. I mean, I'm not an environmentalist personally, but you know some environment, you know, like some things that are done to the planet, like, you know, oil or, you know what I mean? Like certain things like industrialization, I mean, could, could destroy the, you know what I mean? Stuff like that affects the ozone layer. It actually does, you know? And I feel like, you know, Zod got, um, had to put Kryptonian sort of in an industrial age in a sense where there's a change in the architecture. There's a change in like a lot of the, a lot of the stuff. And, over time, some of that stuff could endanger, not if not the planet, at least the environment. You know what I mean? If not the planet. So, my theory also is just that some of Zod's terraforming may have affected Krypton and maybe even expedite, expedite its eventual destruction. You know what I'm saying? And he very well, him going back through time like he did, could have very well caused Superman's ascension. And the reason why Superman does exist, you know, I mean, talk about a paradox, sort of like the reverse Flash causing the birth of the Flash to happen. I mean, they can't live without one another, basically. Like I like I actually mentioned in the Flash cast, you know, I mean, these two, it's it's like they can't live without one another, you know? So that's, that's pretty much what's up. And, you know, with Seg-L... And his love for Lyta, you kind of have to understand how what he's going through. The fact seeing the love of his life die on, you know, on on national television. I mean, national Kryptonian television. I mean, it's, it's going to wreck him. I mean, and I saw in the, you know, I mean, yeah, he's going to be wrecked. He's going to be a wrecked man. And he's probably going to want to go after Jack Sir at some point rather than Zod. I mean, maybe he'll deal with Zod sooner or later, though, but then he's going to eventually go after Jack Sir, and with Brainiac dancing around in his head, I mean, I don't see why he wouldn't, honestly. I don't see why he wouldn't want to, you know? 
he's probably going to do that. And Brainiac's going to probably be like, you know what? Yeah, you know, you need to like, you need to kill her. Okay. I mean, point period, point blank. So that's, that's what I think is going to happen. And then of course, Lobo. I mean, I did see some, I did see a trailer that showed several what's to come. I mean, I do see Lobo there. I did see Lobo there too. So we're going to see more of Lobo too, I think. Who's going to be somehow mixed into the equation. And how about Adam Strange and Kem? I mean, it's almost like Adam's going to be like, see, I told you so. You know, because I mean? Adam Strange, I'm pretty sure he knows what goes on in the what goes on in the future and all that. And maybe he's going to be the one to figure stuff out too. Like pretty much Adam Strange, you know, like Val L, I think represents the audience too. Because you really think about it, with Adam Strange, like Adam Strange, we we know who Seg's grandson's going to be. We know what Seg's grandson stands for. He's Superman. He's the man of tomorrow. He's the man of hope. You know, he's the man of the red cape and the S-shield. So, I mean, yeah. So, I feel like Adam Strange represents us. You know, the the listeners, the crew, the the people who actually watch Krypton. He's, he's in for the ride. He's going to actually see what Krypton's all about. And how it unfolds, and he knows what's going to go. He knows what's actually going to about to go down with Krypton eventually, and what has to happen. I mean, maybe not in the way that you know is being, you know, I mean, is being constructed though. But he knows what's eventually going to happen, just with everything that's starting to become full circle now, or about to become full circle. I think, I think so. So, there it is. I mean. There's a lot of a lot of interesting things in this episode and a lot of interesting theories. I mean, again, I think Lyta is somehow going to come back to life as a clone, in my opinion. And Corvex, too, I feel like... I mean, I kind of theorize that Corvex may become like the Terrence Stamp Zod. I don't know. But then again, maybe it's just another theory. Maybe it was a Zod from their timeline. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But there's so many secrets in this whole episode. I mean, I kind of initially thought too that Lyta would, you know, like anyone, like the other fans too. I saw, I kind of thought that, you know, she could potentially become Superman's grandmother too, though. But then I'm kind of leaning towards Nissa Vex or perhaps some other Kryptonian woman, woman who does become Superman's grandmother. And I kind of think that even Corvex could probably become Jor-El even. But who knows? Again. I mean, I feel like this episode did a really good job in also just putting questions in our head, I believe. Like, I believe it did that. That It planted some questions in our head. And I feel like we're going to, those questions are going to be answered eventually in future episodes of what's about to come. You know, and I think that's, that's why this whole show is so awesome because I feel like, you know, it just, it just plants some things. Like, you know, how does Superman really come about? You know, how about the 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 L family, the House of L, or the House of Zod? You know, or how Krypton? How how does Krypton really, you know, eventually die? And I feel like you know we've seen some answers here too, like just like with the war. I mean, I feel like and with the terraforming, these are things that are are making Krypton's destruction expedient. You know. If not, you know what I mean? Like they're they're it's it's expediting its destruction, its eventual destruction. You know. 
even though Candor gets ripped off ripped off from Krypton and actually, you know, saved. Candor gets saved, but not Krypton. <laughs> you know, that that whole rest of the planet just blows up. So yeah, I mean, really cool episode. And again, I think rather than calling it a better yesterday, it should actually be called True Colors in the Fields. And, you know, I mean, I, I don't think that we've seen the last of Light to Zod. I think, again, she's going to come back as a clone. And because think about it, Zod's still existing. And I did see the trailers for the future episodes. I see, I saw one trailer where Seg is just crushed. He's, he's crying. He's, he, he's breaking down because of like what he witnessed. And Dev M and Jane are just, are just looking on like, completely distraught and you can imagine what dev m's going through too because dev m loved this woman okay this is someone he was destined to marry and he's feeling for his for seg right now because before those two were like at each other's throats but now they kind of understand each other like you know what i know what you're going through brother and it's just dang and there's a scene too where zod is really pissed off you know what I mean? And he actually throws a subordinate out from his office. And all this because, you know, Jax Ur, you can kind of understand how she felt too, because she felt duped by Zod since he made, since he disguised, disguised the Sagittarius prisoners as her people, and it kind of set her off. But then again, Jax Ur, I think, is going to become an antagonist too as well. So, I mean, I'm really excited for what we're going to see in the next episode. And I think things are going to start to make more sense. It's going to come to full circle, and we're going to know who the true bad guys are. So that's going to wrap it up for this um, Krypton cast from the podcast of Murph 2. Um, don't forget to follow us on Twitter at PFE2 underscore, PFE2 underscore, and my Twitter at Brian's Comics underscore one. And also on Instagram as well, PFE2 underscore and Brian's Comics underscore one. And don't and like I said, um, you um, you listeners of the crew out there, stay up so awesome. This is Brian from Earth 16 signing out. <laughs>